0: Hello, Erica.
1: Hello, Stephen.
0: Happy um, Victoria Day long weekend here in Canada.
1: Happy Victoria Day long weekend here in Canada. I, are you
0: tired? You got echoalia again.
1: <laughs> echoalia.
0: Echoalia. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, I, I have a tendency to repeat. Things when I'm sleepy. I'm not that. I'm not that tired.
0: No, we shouldn't be. I mean, it's it's uh, almost nine thirty. The sun is quite clearly still up because it's Victoria Day weekend. But there's also a frost advisory because it's Victoria Day weekend. That's just normal.
1: Oh, Edmonton. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. So
0: anyway, we've watched we've watched episode four of Carnival of Monsters, mm-hmm. serial code PPP, um, and it's our first. And also, our first uh, lady Doctor Who in a while. It's our first one in May, which is membership month.
1: Woo Yeah, we're gonna get to talking about how much I hate Vorg with every fiber of my being. Wow. But uh, but we're we're not there yet because right now mm. uh, it's the time of year where we like to remind you guys about how you can support us, our little podcast here. Um, And that's by becoming a member of The Incomparable.
0: Why don't you tell us how to do that?
1: (laughs) Okay, sir. Uh, You can sign up for a monthly or annual pledge to support this podcast directly. All you have to do is go to theincomparable.com slash members and sign up. And you can choose which shows on the network you would like to support. Uh, If you only check the little box next to Lazy Doctor Who, Mm -hmm. then your contribution will come to us after a few very reasonable fees are taken out. Thanks. (laughs) If you listen to other podcasts on the Incomparable Network, uh, we are also on other podcasts on the Incomparable Network. Somewhat often for me, somewhat less often for Steven.
0: Yeah, but I edit them, so I feel That's like I, my voice is heard anyway.
1: That's true. Um, so if you do listen to other other uh, shows on the network, uh, you can also check the little tiki boxes next to theirs. And uh, your contribution gets shared equally between all of the shows that you want to support. You want to read the next little part? No.
0: Well, I'll tell you this much, Erica. <laughs> uh, as a thank you for supporting us, members receive lots of credits. Did you know that? Credits? Credit bars.
1: <laughs> I'm afraid we will not be sending you credit bars, like from Carnival of Monsters.
0: <laughs> uh, it's funny. Why did I say credits? I have no idea. There are several exclusive podcast feeds, including an ad-free version of The Incomparable Mothership. I'm doing this from the top of my head. It's amazing. Uh, bootlegs of live recording sessions and a special feed Full of bonus episodes that only members get to hear. New members will re- also receive free and comparable swag as well. Wow, that's pretty cool, actually.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, it is pretty cool, isn't it? Yeah
0: what are what are we doing uh, for for the bonus feed, Lazy Doctor Who? What are we doing this month?
1: I feel like you should tell him since you're the one that decided and made me do it.
0: Well, I mean, so we're doing our best to actually have this happen in May. Mm-hmm. Um, but scheduling might push this into June, mm-hmm. but we're we're going to play la- um random pursuit but it's just going to be doctor who right yeah
1: so it's 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 kind of it's a crossover with the game show feed so it's not really go. random pursuit yeah okay because it's only doctor who trivial pursuit right. although i mean you could sort of make it a little bit random pursuity no. because we have multiple ep- multiple um different versions 2 3 do we yeah. have 3 yeah
0: why do we have three?
1: Because we have the U.S. version and the U.K. version of the, I think, the original the 2013, 2013 one. Uh, Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. Right. And we also have, I think, just the uh, North American version of the 2018 yeah. um, Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit that goes all the way through Jodie Whittaker's first uh, first season. That's right. So, I mean, if you put those together, it's still kind of random pursuit, but it's all Doctor Who questions. And the, uh, uh, the catch- with right. this one is that Stephen is insisting I play.
0: You've never played. You've never really played in Random Pursuit uh, or any Trivial Pursuits on Verity or anywhere else.
1: That's not true. I have played UK Triv. That's true. On uh, on, on the game show feed, I have played uh, Anthony Johnston, runs the UK Triv, and it's a UK-based version of Trivial Pursuit, um, and he makes North Americans and <laughs> yeah. play, and the, I sometimes the, I do okay.
0: The gist of that one is you're supposed to fail. Yes. But this is the Doctor Who one. And since you're an esteemed oh, no. Hugo finalist Doctor Who podcaster, yeah. you should know everything. And anything that's in that game, and so you're being put mm-hmm. to test.
1: Yep. And we are inviting other uh, incomparable voices, uh, other Doctor Who fans from the Incomparable Network, right, to come and play against me, and probably do better than me, and make me look like a fool. So that's that's what members have to look forward to. Probably later in May, although depending on uh, how the NHL hockey playoffs go, yep. <laughs> it might need to be rescheduled to later. But you know, watch watch this. Actually, don't watch this feed. Don't. Watch the First Class Lounge feed mm-hmm. for members. But either way, it will be coming sooner or later.
0: That's true. Uh, let me tell you, though. Let me continue to tell you off the top of my head that there are contribution levels at $5, $10, and $20 per month.
1: Don't you mean five credits? Ten credits. ten cre-
0: <laughs> Five credit bars, ten telmars <laughs> to uh, foreshadow another Robert Holmes script, and uh, 20 narg notes. <laughs> per month? Robert Holmes trilogy right there. Uh, and annual equivalents are available as well. And if you're already a, already a member, it's easy to increase your pledge to a higher level and get some special goodies in return, including some free incomparable swag, too. So if you, you, dear listener, would like to support us, go to the com slash members to sign up. Thanks.
1: Yeah, thanks. Thanks. No thanks to you, though. Why? Because you're making me play Dr.
0: the Doctor Who Trivial Pursuit. It's going to be fun. You'll have fun. There might even be a question about Carnival of Monsters in there. In fact, it might ask you the production code, which I've already given away in this podcast.
1: Yeah, but the question is, am I going to remember it when we re- record? Probably not. I know right now it's PPP. Here,
0: here's the sad thing. Spoiler alert: there are no production code questions no. in Doctor Who Trivia Pursuit, which does make it a slightly substandard game. But we're going to play it nonetheless.
1: There are a lot of other things that make it a substandard game. Let me tell you.
0: This is why I am adjudicating and hosting <laughs> because I can correct on the fly mm-hmm. where it is needed. That's actually a very good thing. Yes, thank you. So there, there, there we go. Uh, all right, so we watched uh we watched like th- <laughs> the first three episodes like eight months ago, and now we watched episode four. I know it wasn't that long ago, but we finally watched episode four coincidentally so i've been watching an episode of of Doctor Who one episode a day. Uh, I started on June twenty. Oh my god, we're almost a year now. June twentieth last year, mm-hmm. leading up to roughly the 60th anniversary. That was under the assumption that we'd get two more seasons of Jodie Whittaker. Didn't quite happen, so I got about a week and a half to kill when I get to the end of it. Uh, but it just happened to be that tonight uh, or today was I was going to watch episode um, three, three, yes, two, yeah. And so I watched episode three. And so, like, it's now I've watched episode four. So, like, I, we've actually matched up. We've had an eclipse, mm-hmm. if you will, mm-hmm. of my personal um, Doctor Who, uh, um, vo- what's the word I'm looking for? Oh. Vo- pilgrimage, thank you. Uh, yet another v- pilgrimage and our Lazy Doctor Who one. So, mm-hmm. from this point on uh will i'll probably um beat you until until we get to uh what will t- say at the end of this podcast with our with our plans for the weekend but uh, yes anyway long story short watch carnival of monsters part 4 episode 4 sorry uh and you hate vorg oh my god
1: okay so there's you know there are, there are reasons to to dislike the 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 three the what are they the council the committee the Whatever
0: the guys, the one who speaks yeah. one one uh, the one who speaks like that. Yep.
1: Anyway, yeah. like yeah, you know they're they're obnoxious. They have mm-hmm. their bureaucracy, and then you know a couple of them are like <laughs> one at least is almost like actively evil because he he's perfectly happy to let trashings free just to just to overthrow the government. Um, anyway, so yeah, all that stuff is bad, but Vorg mm-hmm. he is a special kind of like he just he's the 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 personification of of the the every man who just doesn't care the privileged white male who really doesn't like it doesn't matter to him if other people are in trouble or downtrodden or whatever as long as he's okay as long as he's got a few credit bars he's fine and nothing anybody says to him can change his mind at all and i am a little bit disgusted (laughs) at the doctor and I mean not Joe because she wasn't there to know but I'm a little bit disgusted at the doctor's reaction at the end of just like letting him go I mean this is uh, the miniscope is an outlawed thing Uh yeah it's taken care of at the end but this guy who was perfectly happy wandering around with his livestock Mm -hmm. who really just didn't seem to give a fig even after the doctor pointed out these are living like conscious people human beings and mm-hmm. stuff inside here uh this is a terrible thing to do he it n- never sinks in for him at all he never shows any remorse for it he doesn't even care that the doctor's you know probably dead he's not even willing to at first you know flip the switch for power thing two, uh uh until uh what's her face is like well let's just try it anyway uh-huh. he's terrible he's so so bad this is the this is maybe the character in the wow. history of doctor who that i hate viscerally the strongest and he comes out on top and you know joe makes the joke about well i'll probably end up president and he, Stephen just looked over at me when that happened and he's like wow that's kind of prescient and i'm like yes yes it is you have this stupid carnival barker boob who you know is gonna d- take He's going to use his not even actual charisma because he's super not ca- really charismatic, mm-hmm. and just end up uh, you know taking advantage of people because he can get people to believe him, and that 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 has happened a lot of times in real history. And I mean, I guess I'd, maybe Robert Holmes is trying to say something, uh, but I hate it. I hate it. I hate it.
0: Yeah, Robert. I mean, uh, now they think about other Robert Holmes uh, stories that have lovable rogues in them what he intends to be lovable rogues. Okay. You know, I'm thinking ahead in the future to Sabalom Glitz mm-hmm. in the Sixth Doctor era. I'm also thinking back to Robert Holmes' second Doctor Who script for one Milo Clancy, who is very similar in, the, in that regard, sort of just a, you know, bit of a criminal, bit of a rogue, but we, he's kind of lovable a little mm-hmm. bit according to the script. The, the, mm-hmm. the script clearly makes him out to be a anti-hero um and so yeah there's there's a long history of that Robert Holmes scripts.
1: Yeah, if that's what Robert Holmes is going for here, he missed the mark by a country mile. Wow. By a country fair mile <laughs> because he's just I I just hate him so much and I don't understand why Verna is that her name? Sherna. Sherna. I don't understand why she puts up well I mean clearly she has no other choice like uh. there's really nowhere else for her to go. Um I feel like the doctor should have given her an escape route and been like, "We'll drop you off someplace with somebody who's not so horrible, but I just, yeah, I feel like, I don't know, Robert Holmes drank his own Kool-Aid a little bit on this one and wants wants the audience to like Vorg in a way that he absolutely does not earn in any way, shape or form.
0: Yeah, you get the, it's weird because uh, Robert Holmes used to be a policeman and uh, this, this, I've, I, I might have, apologies if I said this on previous uh, Lazy Doctor Who episodes uh, about this, the first three episodes of this. Um, but I feel like this is the first proper Robert Holmes script. There's a certain satirical element in there. There's a certain uh, what is Robert Holmes annoyed with in regards to the government this week, and he's going to work that into a Doctor Who script. And I said before about how I feel like Borg and Scherna are what the Doctor and the companion are compared to who the BBC are. That's kind of how I looked at it. And I I very much think that uh, he is definitely anti-bureaucracy, and I think he is sort of pro-rogue. I think mm-hmm. you know maybe there's a slight libertarian bent to him or something like that, where mm-hmm. someone can sort of make their way and they they shouldn't be punished for it. We'll see it again in the Sunmakers in a in a few years time. But uh, but this is the first. This is that. Just that that first inkling, I think, you know, after writing Crotons and Space Pirates and then Terra the Autons and Spirit from Space, in there, that none of those really have the opportunity to sort of, you know, go full on satire. But I think mm-hmm. this one does.
1: Oh yeah, it definitely feels satire, and like, and you can you can feel the the sarcasm with which he is 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 writing the bureaucracy and mm-hmm. you know the government stuff. Like I, that all works, and I get that. Uh, I just I just think that that when that he just oh he just utterly utterly failed on the other front just because Mm -hmm. i just i'm so upset i just can't get past how blasé he is vorg is about the the lives and feelings of literally anybody else he's like he's he's like a sociopath and like mm-hmm. he just he just doesn't care and he comes out smelling like a rose and honestly like given the choice between those two things i'll take the bureaucracy any freaking day of the week mm-hmm. i mean not the guys who are going to you know sacrifice a whole bunch of the The sort of underclass of the city to ravaging monsters Mm -hmm. just to overthrow a president that they don't particularly like. But, you know, when it comes to uh, having to cut through a bunch of red tape in order to get stuff done, yeah, I would much rather have that than be willing to sacrifice a bunch of uh people to a weird zoo simply because I couldn't be bothered to learn how it worked or take care of it or you know maybe turn it in because it's a super duper illegal kind of thing.
0: Mm-hmm. It's it says something about like, you know, when Vorg got the miniscope, you know, it was already intact. Basically, he didn't he didn't compile the specimens so to speak. It, they were already there. Yeah. And, you know, the doctor meets people in the miniscope and like knows them as people and like sees uh how unfair and awful it is for these people to be basically stuck in groundhog day Mm -hmm. living the same 20 minutes over and over again but there's a there's a level of separation for vork he just sees it as things that are inside the scope you know basically they are little sea monkeys that he got out of the back page of a comic book
1: Which I would which I would be fine with. And this Mm -hmm. is the point where I feel like Robert Holmes failed. Right. Because when the doctor the doctor comes out and grows to full size and is a person who is then interacting with Vorg face to face Mm -hmm. and explaining to Vorg these are people. Right. Uh, my assistant is in there none of that gets through to him at that's all true. and I mean that might also be a failure of direction it might also be a failure of acting um but there's there's nothing in the script that's that's y- the script is used on screen anywhere. Uh, there's nothing in the performance at all mm-hmm. that shows that any of that actually makes any difference to him. He doesn't care. No, there's still, he, he and he, you know, having, having spoken with a doctor and actually talked to him, he clearly makes no connection with him because when the doctor goes back in, um, he you know he does try to fix the machine to help get him out but uh uh, it just it seems like he's more sort of going through the motions because it's the thing that he said he would do not so much because he cares because then at the end he's just like oh it's probably too late now
0: Uh what a dick he sees a connection uh that he might be a fellow carney uh yeah, yeah. that's that's that, the that, only that, thing that, he cares
1: yeah. about he only cares that you know oh maybe this is this is somebody who who knows the business that i can share some tips with right. like that's that seems to be the only thing that he cares about uh, is is you know getting ahead or you know finding an ally and that can again help him get ahead yeah he really does sound like a certain ex president of the mm. united states in some ways i hate him i hate him so much wow well I'm sorry. I don't I don't hate the story. Oh that's good. It's 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 an yeah. it's an interesting story. I just I'm not sure I want to watch it again because that's <laughs> left me with such an awful, awful taste in my mouth. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm.
0: Um, well, I'm sorry about that. <laughs> all right. Um, I like speaking of Robert Holmes' scripts and like this sort of being the first proper one. Uh, what there's one or two things that I wanted to mention. Mm-hmm. I love this is sort of the beginning, and he does this in so many uh, stories, and it's so great when he just sort of like drops in, oh, you know what, you know what kind of gamblers the Willarians are, and like, oh, crustaceoid general, like. Throwing in little tiny throwaway lines that build a world so much, like Valerians are gamblers. Where you know, so obviously there's somewhere where he went and like ripped off a bunch, a bunch of Valerians. He fought in like the 14th heavy lasers in some war, mm-hmm. um, uh, with a crustaceoid general. So there's like some giant crab, maybe with a macro. Who knows? Just tiny little throwaway details that are just to sort of like sprinkle in to like, like give texture and everything but it just creates a whole universe and i love it
1: yeah i mean that that part is fantastic and i mean that that also fits coming out of the mouth of vorg who just wants to talk about himself so yeah, yeah of course he's going to just be rattling off a bunch of stuff that he did and saw
0: although to his credit when he talked about uh you know it, it sounds because he's a showman mm-hmm. and he's bigging up his role in shooting the trash eggs. he's actually telling the truth does 100 percent what he did he actually did saw there turned the gun shot another one so he you know i'm
1: not sure he's shot it in the what did he say in the soft bits or Maybe, genitals in, or the, something. The, in the vitals like, vitals yep. yes i mean he just hit it in the head but that's but you but you're right he is he, he maybe,
0: did maybe maybe that's where vitals maybe. on a draft are located how you know all those little eyes on the top of their hands.
1: that's true that yep. is entirely possible mm-hmm. um but yeah you're right he did it like he did it you know yep. he had he when he was talking about being uh you know an old gunner he he was clearly telling the truth about that and not right. not lying so there, he's got one up on our ex president. Mm-hmm.
0: I don't know what ha- happened to uh, Orym or Kallik in the end of the story. Was Kallik eaten uh, and was Oram banished? I don't know. They actually never mentioned. But I do believe they are both the names of Ikea bookshelves. But...
1: <laughs> I think Kallik uh, was... Oh, yeah, it is a bookshelf. Kallik's, yeah. uh, <laughs> uh, I-, but... I know. Yeah, okay. uh, but uh, I think it's not shown on screen i think Mm. in part because the Drashig is on a separate layer from from so you can't really show him being eaten but the the impression that i got from the way it was edited together was that yes he was killed by his own folly and that's like the one bit of comeuppance in in this entire story Mm. that we get uh oram it's definitely much much fuzzier i have no idea what happened what happened to him
0: yeah he's he's a bit more of a you know He's a follower, his arm, or a little passive arm.
1: Which is also real bad. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah. And then the, the only sort of comeuppance that, um, Pletrak gets is <laughs> being taken for a ride and yep. getting ripped off real
0: bad. Now that he doesn't have his two subordinates with him or his two councilmen to sort of like, you know, help, uh, help cool the, uh, saucer of overflowing tea. Um, <laughs> He's now taken for a ride, as you say. Mm-hmm. There is an extended, very oddly enough, it's on this disc, and I, I haven't watched it in a while. But um, uh, Barry Letts, who directed this, was not happy with the makeup at the end. It was at the end of the day, the last scene there, and Pletrax, Peter Halliday's mm-hmm. makeup was or his headpiece was coming undone, uh-huh. and so they edited around it. They you saw one brief close-up, but they mm-hmm. edited most of it out. That. Version actually made its way to north america i grew so I grew up watching the extended version oh. I know of uh of, of this episode it 's on the disc, but i haven 't watched it in a while because i 've only watched the original u k broadcasters and i 'm not just wondering if maybe the fates of oh. Calic and Orm were in there mm-hmm. don 't at me, I could always just watch it mm-hmm. when i 'm done, but i won't probably. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I actually did notice that that his uh, headpiece, like you could see the seam yep. where it uh, where it hit his 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 face, and you could see the makeup kind of around it. So that's interesting. <clears throat> Yay me for noticing, I guess. Good
0: job. Yeah, it's not the uh, it's not the last time that we see a, a hurried um, wardrobe malfunction, so to speak, mm-hmm. sort of like taped over or dealt with when it's being shot, like at five to ten p.m. <laughs> Yep. On, the, on the original shooting day. We'll get to that, though, mm-hmm. in due course. Oh, I'm sure we will. It's very exciting. Anything else you want to say about a Carnival of Monsters, the story as a whole, or episode four specifically? Anything at all?
1: I mean, episode four was real light on the Joe. So that's that's always sad, right? Um, let's see. I, I did like walk, watching the doctor interact with the bureaucracy. He was very tart with them, yeah, uh, and you know, well deservedly so. And he also did that doctory thing where he just sort of like took control of the situation, mm-hmm. and suddenly he's the one asking the questions, even though technically he should be the one answering the questions. And that was, you know, it was a very nice bit, yeah. um, which doesn't quite make up for how ha 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 he was at the end. Um, Friggin Vorg, <laughs> wow. Wow. <laughs> sorry, I'm still mad. Um, but but yeah, it was good, and I quite like the doctor's outfit in this uh, in this story, which I'm sure I've mentioned before. But uh, green, yes, yes, yeah.
0: it is. His mm-hmm. jacket is green. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. I like to I like the story a lot. Um, <laughs> we're watching a kitty cam as well, um, mm-hmm. which we always have on at all times of the day. Mm-hmm. It's funny. So yeah,
1: if you hear some noises in the background, it's because I accidentally left my tablet on behind oh, on the desk behind that's me. That's what that is. Yeah, that's the sound of a tiny, tiny kitten scratching the camera. <laughs> so I apologize. That answers
0: a lot of questions. Sorry. Well, there will be no Kitten Academy. Uh, that's not a part of the uh, the members feed or anything like that. But as we said at the top, uh, there are many different bonuses that you can mm-hmm. you can get when you become a member uh, at the comparable.com slash members during this membership drive month. Erica, mm-hmm. it's a long weekend in Canada mm-hmm. to celebrate the the birth or the death. I don't remember which of <laughs> Queen Victoria. or the, Yeah, uh, just the existence of. <laughs> the existence of as mm-hmm. played. What's her name? Why can't I think of her name? Starts with the P. Penelope. No, what? The, Patricia. No, who played what's her name in the Faceless Ones, and then played Queen Victoria in uh, Tooth and Claw? Why can't I? Shirley Valentine. She was in Shirley Valentine. Mm-hmm. I can never remember her name. Pauline Collins.
1: Okay. Is that her name? I don't know. That was a journey I just watched you go on, though. That was really something. She played
0: Queen Victoria. Anyway, Victoria Day here in Canada, which is a week before your Memorial Day in the United States of America.
1: Yeah, it's always weird that, like, you know, yay, long weekend, and then none of my, uh, you know, U.S. friends or family are having a long weekend, and then the next weekend, everybody's like, woo, long weekend, and I'm like, gosh darn it, I'm at work on Monday. Yeah.
0: Well, you're not at work on this Monday, Mm -mm. so we, this is the grand plan, everyone, Mm -hmm. Uh, we're stating it now. So if you fail, that's not our fault. It's yours. Uh, <laughs> How does that work? <laughs> I don't know. We are going to attempt to watch all six episodes of the next story, Frontier in Space, mm-hmm. which I'm looking for. I love that story to bits.
1: I've seen it for Verity, right?
0: You may have.
1: I, I get mixed up about the different in spaces right so i don't remember what happens in frontier in space but that title sounds really familiar
0: well there's colony in space right. there is uh the wheel in space
1: okay that one i know is boring in episode one
0: there's the arc in space
1: okay yeah there's a lot of in space yeah, i haven't watched that one yet
0: okay uh and i'm not i don't want to th- um dinosaurs on a spaceship, <laughs> I do not think of anymore. I mm-hmm. know uh, it's a uh, it's a great story. I love it. We uh, for Radio Freescaro, uh for a Patreon thing, we watched all of that and the next story after in one go. That's right. And brought second. on um, special guest commentators for uh, two episode segments. Mm-hmm. So, but I'm always eager to watch Frontier in Space. Um, with you for Lazy Doctor Who, so that's our that's our grand plan on Monday.
1: Mm-hmm. Yep. So yeah, if we don't do it, um, we will feel shame. Um, Great shame. Yeah, a lot of a lot of shame. But I would I would like to because now now that I'm thinking about it, I'm remembering the story, and yes, I quite enjoyed it. Good. Um. So so yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Maybe we should have some I don't know Doctor Who themed snacks. What what would frontier and space themed snacks be?
0: Well, uh, there is um, in an episode three or four they drink some very uh, tepid uh, protein shake.
1: We have the makings of protein shakes. We, That's what I have for breakfast could, every day.
0: We could literally just take half the recommended amount of protein powder and put it in there. And just like this f- tastes very weak and stuff, as if we're on a prison on the moon, mm-hmm. and we could pretend that we're on a prison on the moon <laughs> while we watch the frontier in space
1: delightful Mm -hmm.
0: it'll be great folks it'll be great happy long weekend to those of you celebrating in canada happy membership month for those of you who are supporting the incomparable and happy christmas to all of you at home (laughs) goodbye goodbye